Hello guys and welcome back to another episode, to another edition of the Ico Joker podcast. I hope you're all well. Uh, so um, please forgive me if I do sound a bit tired and groggy uh, whilst making this podcast. Just it's about 4am here, well about 10 to 4 in the morning am here in the UK. Um, so I kind of left this late but I wanted to get this podca- podcast out as soon as possible. Um, just to, uh, yeah because my um, my channel, my platforms all, have all been been a bit dormant for um a long while and i want to grow um my podcast obviously as as quickly as possible um so um yeah it is late here but please do forgive me if i do sound a bit come across a bit tired or um, a bit groggy so um i'll get straight into it ufc vegas um 21 and uh the main card was uh presets but the first and sec the first and last or the first and fifth um i don't know the first fight and the last one, the main card was um, a bit of a controversy. Uh, both turned out to be um, ended up being no contests, and um, you know basically both fights turned out to be a draw. Um, and to be honest, most of the fights didn't go the way I had predicted. So it, it goes to show that's a lot to learn about um, about mixed martial arts. Um, God, I hope this thing isn't too loud. Hopefully, it's close to my mouth. I'm speaking to the microphone. But anyway, um, let's get into it. The first first fight. Bilal Muhammad versus Leon Edwards, the uh, welterweight division for the men. Um, um, gotta stop saying um. Um, so I, I thought really initially that um Bilal would actually win this fight, but uh, even leading up to that um horrible, horrible um second eye poke, um, you know um, uh, Leon Edwards was actually um like the commentators were saying, he was actually gradually picking his um picking Bilal um, apart and he um yeah um he's actually doing a lot better than what I thought because I thought that um um Bilal would actually go in there and be quite domineering dominating the fight and would actually be calling his opponent like I like I saw him do with his in his last few fights uh calling his opponent put pressure on them as um other commentators other podcasters have been saying but that's I understand what they're saying when I've seen him fight before in the past and just watching it, um, you can see he doesn't move, just stays there and starts attacking his opponent, gradually t- taking them to pieces, and yeah, just gradually um, attacking them, uh, attacking them, cornering them. Make, he's not moving, not being evasive at all in the octagon. But in this case, that wasn't that that didn't happen. You know, Leon Edwards had made him move around, um, and made him follow him, and it made him track him in the octagon there. And yeah, you know, it was uh wasn't like, like a standstill fight he actually had to um track his opponent and unfortunately there was i think the first round um edwards did mistakenly poke um Bilal in the eye not think no he did mistakenly um, poke um Bilal muhammad in the eye and um uh, okay they uh, they had to pause the fight and then they resumed again then the second round Edwards, you know, it was a really, really nasty um, eye poke. I mean, the poor guy, um, Muhammad actually stopped. At, he fell on the floor and he did cry for a little bit. He was in agony, basically. He was in just in terrible agony. It was, it was horrible. And, um, you know, but thankfully he posted pictures on his uh, Twitter feed that um, um, his eye is getting better. Of course, the wound is still um, fresh. and uh, But no, his vision's gradually coming back. So thankfully, it's not permanent injury. You know, many people in the community were reacting um, that um, they thought that the way he'd, he'd been reacting after being poked in the eye, they thought that perhaps he, his eyeball probably would have been, um, uh, 
probably would have been hanging out, which is the reason why he was, um, you know, relaxing and just crying. Like, cause I mean, I'm not gonna bash the guy for crying. First of all, he's willing to go into a fight, um, to compete as a fighter, a mixed martial arts athlete. You know, so I have a lot of respect him for him for doing that. It's a sport that I like, of course. I'm not so sure that I would do it, <laughs> compete myself. Um, so I'm not gonna bash the guy for crying because you know the eyes is is most almost the most sensitive one of the most sensitive organs in the body you can't your life would be very very um different very very different without um, having your vision your perfect um 2020 vision um so you know i i do understand um, wh- how how and why he reacted the way he did you know it's a horrible position to be in but again you know um thankfully his vision is on he's on the men and his um eyes is getting better and his vision is gradually coming back but uh you know it's uh a really shitty situation to be in and more to the point you know on top of that he also took this fight on at a short notice um so you know i, I posted about this fight in my instagram feed in my stories and in my um, instagram feed as a um, as a post i um i said that i feel really bad for both these guys of course more importantly for um bilal muhammad but i feel bad for leon edwards because leon edwards hasn't fought since 2019 so of course um yes i he does have my sympathy as well and of course in this game you want to be fighting of course taking your health into account you want to to get as many fights beneath the belts as much as possible of of course you want to have much more wins than you do of losses but of course you know if you're going to be um if you're not um, going to be competing so often whilst you're still in your prime then you know um, it feels like you're wasting your life, you're wasting your time, you're not earning any money because in this sport, and you know I'm not bashing anyone in this sport, but uh, from what I can see, especially in an organ- in an organization like the UFC, okay, fine, and I I could be contradicting myself here, but in MMA, from what I can see, nobody cares about you, so you really have to look after your own. You have to look after number one, look out for number one, and at some point, sometimes you probably ha- find yourself even being very selfish, but you know. From what I've seen, um, and this is just coming from a novice from the outside, you know, um, you in this sport really you you are on your own, you know, both inside the octagon and outside the octagon. Because these guys, even once they retire, they they also have to deal with certain you know s- certain injuries that progressively, especially with their brains, progressively will get worse over time. Although they're treatments, but I mean the injuries themselves the source of damage to the body, you know, your your overall system will never be the same again. So, you know, for, um, back to this, um, fight, um, you know, um, leading up to the, um, to the serious eye poke in the second, the second eye poke in the second round, and it, it did seem to be, um, a pretty good fight, entertaining fight, um, did, wasn't really going the way that I thought it would go, um, I thought, um, Bilal would have just cornered Leon and just, taking a part of strikes and leg kicks and uh you know or whatnot and um that wasn't the case but um nonetheless it was a decent one and on top of that i sounds well i said that already but also i will point out that um bilal was happy to do um, a rematch but it seems that leon edwards doesn't really ha- isn't really um feeling the same way um, I think he, what he wants after this now is a title fight, a UFC title fight. Yeah, but I guess that probably towards the end of, end of the podcast. But moving on, onto the co-main event. Moving on to the co-main event. 
uh, Ryan Spann versus Misha Sokhanov. So um, this fight was one of the fights I think uh, my predictions actually was correct. Um, <coughs> was it correct? Did he win? I don't <laughs> bloody remember. But um, what I thought would have happened is that um, no, my prediction actually was incorrect. It was complete. Now I remember the fight vividly in my mind. It was incorrect. So I remember Span actually um having Misha on the uh, Misha Sokhanov on the ground beneath him, and um, Span just you know um, finishing the fight with um, plenty of um, counter strikes and just you know um, just finishing the fight as he would do you know um, finishing the fight as someone like Adrian Sterling would have liked to um, finish the fight against PC on. Um, so I thought initially that Ryan uh, that um, Sokhanov would have gone in there and uh, basically just in a short space space of time gone a takedown in and um what would have won via submission. But the fight did start you know pretty well. Um briefly there was a pause because a span was struck in the groin mistakenly and then not long after um Serkinov was dropped by a span uh for the first time. Span did rush in for a take for um can I say all the takedown but he did um, rush in to try and finish him off with strikes while Serkinov was on the ground. But the guard did manage to get back to his feet. But it did manage to get back to his feet. Soon after, um, Span did manage to land. Um, did manage, I can't remember someone handwriting it. He did manage to land a strike um, at Sokhanov's temple. And that dropped him. And that um, actually allowed him to finish him off properly with some, with some good counter strikes and striking while his opponent was on the floor. So. Um, I thought I actually had this in the bag in terms of predicting who would win, but uh, nope. I still have a lot of shit to learn about this sport. So, this was a quick one. Um, uh, Gavin Tucker versus um, Dan Eager with the f- men's featherweight division. Um, 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 excuse me, guys. So, Gavin Tucker seeing his last last several fights after he fought um, Rick Glenn, where that fight was just it was horrible um but the, the following three fights after that um probably not okay not including this one but the following three fights after that you know he he had improved his fighting a lot and that fight with Rick Glenn I think did teach him a lot about um, how to conserve your energy properly how to use your power especially when you're striking your counter striking or whatever attack you're going to use on your opponent how to use your power efficiently and wisely as well so, but back to this particular fight um, against uh, Dan Ige. Um, Ige, I go, but okay, Dan Ige, um, it's one of those fights I say it, the fight was over before it even started. So, less than 30 seconds into the first round, Ige just drops um, Tuck with a single punch, a KO. And yeah, he won by, uh, by a KO. So, <laughs> there's not much, uh, <laughs> there's not much else I can, I can actually say. I mean, I thought, that Tucker would have gone. That uh, Tucker would have um, gone into that cage and you know um, use a takedown to win and uh, would have used a takedown or clinch uh, or not takedown and would have won by a submission because I can see in the fights after the Dan the Rick Glenn fight, um, one of the one of the things I can see that going Tucker is good at is his ground game is good. You know his his uh, grappling on the floor, keeping his opponent keeping his opponent down. On the canvas floor of the octagon, he's he's good at that. And in this case, I think uh, Dan Ige got that um, really heavy um, punch in there quickly enough to uh, 
just owned the whole fight and he won you know he he won the fight so again this is something that i either it's luck or just in the in this sport it's just the better fights to wins you know um, i i do understand that in mixed martial arts anything can happen you know it's that sort of sport so david grant versus jonathan martinez the man's bantamweight division so david grant did did win this uh particular fight um both fighters um it was a it was it was an entertaining fight um both fighters started the fight um it was more it was more or less like um at the beginning of the fight it was like it's like like at the beginning of the fight it's sort of both fighters are they've touched gloves um but uh they're kind of like I don't want to be too worried, worried in my language here, but they are sort of pacing up and pacing backwards and forwards at, at each other. Um, so towards the end of the first round, uh, Martinez did get a takedown in. Um, Grant just seems to be putting pressure on. Uh, in the second round, um, David Grant did um, put a lot of pressure on, Marti- on Martinez in round two. And. Um, what else did I say about this fight? Yeah, Martinez did look like he was mainly defending himself um, against um, every attack from Grant. So, um, yeah. And the winner was Grant. Dave, yeah, David Grant, which is what I said before. So I can't even make my own handwriting as I'm, as, I, as I'm reading this, which is not good. So I've got to... Um, Rice much more clearly next time, or as I look and sound stupid in the, this podcast. Um, but yeah, David Grant um, did um, win this one. I think before in my last podcast, if anyone's watched or listened to it, um, I did um, looking at David Grant, looking at Jonathan Martinez, the last two fights that who they fought. I was just thinking, um, both these guys are very good, so it'd be hard to think, it'll be hard to predict. Who will win the who who will win this fight? Who will walk away being the winner? Um, because both of them are very good and they're evenly, almost evenly matched. So for me, it would have been hard to um, to nail down, who, you know, to nail down who the winner potentially would have been, would be. All right. So next up is Matthias Niklou versus Manuel Cape, the men's flyweight division. So, this fight started strongly. Um, uh, both fighters were pack or pacing backwards and forwards, exchanging some some missing strikes. Um, do I say I said it started strongly? Um, so, but uh, at some point, Nicola did rush him for a clinch and then turned it into a takedown. Um, at this point, um, I could say that his grand game was good. Uh, he did manage to keep his opponent carpet on the floor um, for a long, long time. And he did manage to actually control his opponent as well, you know, keeping the way that he can, if he wants to, well, if he wants to, but if he should, you know, to win the fight, of course, he can get him to a naked, um, a rare naked choke hold. He can just hold them, then start strike hitting the face of strikes, counter strikes, and up around two, um, Carpo is really swinging and dishing out some really heavy strikes. I think it's one of those occasions whereby after the, the first round, if you're not performed so well and you're still, um, well enough if you've not been injured too badly you're still well enough to um, go into the second round but still perform 
still continue. Um, you know, um, I think when the fighters see it in the first round, they really didn't win. They, you know, they know themselves they didn't win at all. Then they make, make they make up for it in the second rounds by just um, attacking their opponent probably much more ferociously, um, dishing out lots of strikes, counter striking, leg kicks, head kicks. You know, so they try and make up for that. So that's what basically what happened in round two. And just to, to top it off, uh, Nicoli won by via split decision. I think this is one of those fights. Yeah, uh, Carpe was actually so shocked. So, hold on a second. How, <laughs> how can this be? Um, how can this be the? Um, how can this be the case? And I think I didn't really see it in the footage that I saw, but uh, I think Nicole actually had to go over to um, Carpe and actually um, tap um, Carpe on the shoulder, tapped him a good three, four, five, or six times, just to get attention. They can they could at least shake hands, you know, just to show that that mutual respect one another as fighters is still there regardless of the outcome of this competition but uh, I'm not sure if the guy actually shook <laughs> shook his hand because Carpio is just so shocked at the um, shocked at the results and sometimes when, you, when I'm watching the fight myself I can understand why the other fighter would be um, actually just dis- disgusted at the, re- at the results and even Dana Wilde has come out saying that um, sometimes these judges who's, who he has hired I'm assuming that's how it works in the fighting organizations they hire the judges the judges work for them um even he has said uh, uh, you know certain post press conferences after a fight some of those judges actually don't, just don't know what the fuck they're doing and yeah it's it's easy to see it's clear to see last but not least was the other um was the other fight that um had the controversial attack um so to start off with um, the fight did start off uh, well both guys were uh, performing really well entertaining to watch and what really um, what um, stopped the whole fight was an illegal knee from Anders which basically you know it echoes what happened at, back at UFC 259 or say back at it, it echoes what happened at UFC 259 between PCR and Arjamain Sterling so um, what happened is that, was that Darren Stewart was, um, I think, at this particular point, Eric Anders had Darren Stewart in a clinch, and uh, Eric Derek's Darren Stewart managed to um, get to his knees, and, it's, which, and if you're on your knees in the fight, even if you have one knee on the ground, it means that as a fighter, you are down, so you're not, it's assumed, no, well, if you're down, then it means that you're not actually participating in the sport, getting the competition, excuse me, it means you're not, actually or actively participating in this fighting competition so um yeah it was clear to see um darren stewart did have his knee on the gr- on the canvas floor which meant he was down eric anders while they didn't see this or you know um, it was an accident he w- he needed his opponent in the head so um the whole fight resulted in a no contest unfortunately uh so yeah no, that echoes um, what happened at the um at the um what well, it kind of echoes the illegal knee that happened at back at UFC two fifty nine between um Arjman Sterling and Peter Young. The only difference is that Arjman Sterling was still given the win. Uh but again, you know, he was disappointed that he didn't win the way he that he wanted to win. But I hope this thing doesn't sound too loud in the mic. But uh yeah, in this case it just resulted in a no contest. So um yeah. 
So, people in the in the mixed martial arts community have been reacting to uh, the um, that vicious eye poke that Bilal Muhammad had to um, had to sustain um, at the main event between himself and Leon Edwards. So, a lot of people have been sympathetic with Muhammad, and some even think that the eye poke should potentially warrant a disqualification from the sport. Um, should it warrant dis- disqualification? Possibly. Um, well, I don't want to say anything that makes me sound like an, sound very foolish. Um, you see, there's the issue of well, there's the um, the the matter of what happened to Archman Sterling uh, because of PCN who need him illegally um, in the head, but he did suffer like a mild uh, brief concussion while he was in the octagon there when it comes to the eyes um i mean the potential of suffering anything permanent from uh what happened to Arjmin sterling i think there's a lesser risk there than what happened to um Bilal muhammad because in that case i mean the actual organ itself which is a very sensitive organ actually you know received direct injury from his um from his opponent so should it warrant disqualification? Should it? Should it really? I'd say yes. Some other people say no. Um, I mean, in this sport, I mean, in this sport, if the if the promotion, if they do like you a lot, so, I mean, let's say for someone like Conor McGregor who performs an eye poke. I mean, he's also he's always a good example because he's like Dana White's, he's like he's like Dana White's golden boy. You know, imagine someone like um, Conor McGregor um, was to do something like this, you know, a, an, an eye poke by mistake, you know, an accidental eye poke. Would he really be disqualified by the UFC? Mm, I don't think so, no. Because the amount of money, amount of pay-per-views that he brings into the organisation, just the amount of attention, the mo- amount of money he brings into the company, I don't think Dana White's going to really um, let anything like that happen to um, Conor McGregor. So, I'm kind of like on the fence with that one, and uh, yeah, another thing I should not, I should point out is that Bilal also took the fight on at short notice, very short notice, just three weeks, because um, Leon Edwards' other opponent um, Hamza Shemai um, kept on, I think, having to pull out um, on more than two occasions because of the coronavirus, and even now he's still, although it's not been reported, his condition hasn't been talked about anywhere in the news, um, as far as I can see. Um, as far as I can see, I'm assuming that he's still recovering from the um, from the symptoms that they're saying that he was still displaying, and of course the uh, medication that they're giving him. Um, from what Dana White has said about the whole issue last time he spoke about it, he was on a very strong steroid that would help him. They'll basically help with the, with the treatment, the, with the overall treatment that he was undergoing. And uh, yeah. The poor girl also issued a statement on his Twitter. My heart is shattered. My first main event ended like that. But God's, t- but God's the best of planners. I'm sorry to the fans and the UFC deserve the full fight. Alham- Alhamdulillah, the vision is coming back and no permanent damage to the eye. I'll be back and want to run it back. So, good. The, his vision is coming back and his um, he's on the mend. Overall, he's on the mend, um, and also he wants to have a rematch. But um, Leon Edwards had to come out saying that he's not really uh, 
Mm. He wants to skip the rematch and probably just um, fight someone to um, who potentially will give him the opportunity to earn a UFC title. God, this mic is not close enough to me, is it? Basically, he wants to fight someone who will give him the opportunity to earn uh, a UFC title. Um, so, yeah, he's not interested in fighting, um, having a rematch with Bilal Muhammad because he's, as far as he was concerned in that fight, he says he was clearly winning that fight. And when I look at it, mm, can I say, yeah, I'll say, mm, I'm so self-conscious of what people will say about me if when I say, give my opinion on some, my opinion on something. I'll say yes. It looks that way, but you know, with um, in these in this competition, this sport of mixed martial arts, anything from your anything your opponent does, whilst you're still fighting, can change, can just change everything. You know, just turn the tables, you know, on you. So, um, I'm assuming, I'm assuming, yeah, it did um, look that way. But I mean, uh, most people in the community, right, ninety percent of um, the um, you know the big names. You know, even someone like Darren Till posted something that um, was uh, very sympathetic for um, Bilal Muhammad. Um, you know, most people are more concerned about that guy's health. I mean, they know um, he was, he took the fight on short notice, and they know that um, hasn't fought in a while, hasn't competed in a while, and of course he worked hard and trained hard to um, to 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 fight um, Leon Edwards. So most people are more concerned about his health. Than they are about what's going to happen to Leon Edwards. Okay, so and another thing I should point out that I did say that I promised myself I'd never mention that name in any of my podcasts, and I think for the past four weeks or so, for the past four, nearly five weeks now, I've not mentioned that name, and nobody else mentioned that name, so I'm not going to mention that name either. No, um, I think uh, I've not said that that the words his name has not uh, has not rolled off my tongue, hasn't left my mouth in a, in my last four or five six podcasts. So um, yeah, I think I'll continue that streak. Yeah. So moving on to more important news, much more you know news that people take seriously, seriously. So um, after UFC um, two fifty nine, Megan Anderson, her she did lose to Amanda Nunes. Um, Megan Anderson's contract with the UFC has expired, and just won its course. Do, do, do. So she did re- reveal in an interview, and I'm not. I, it didn't say. Um, I can't remember who was who it was with. Either she re- revealed it in an interview, or she, um, or she probably posted on her Twitter or her Instagram. Uh, but she did say that her contract's now expired. And um, the UFC are planning to actually scrap the women's featherweight division. Um, but the UFC actually released a statement, actually, um, well, kind of, um, they released a statement kind of responding to what she said. And basically, I think knowing what the UFC are like and how they treat their fighters, this organization, as to all the other organizations, you know, Bellator, One Championship, um, PFL, um, the UFC are bait on you to how they treat their fighters and how they will say one thing but do something else, do something else, and then say something else. They'll basically do what they like, and that's um, one of the downsides about being part of this particular organization. You know, especially as well as a fighter, because they don't pay you that 
don't pay really um, as much as the other organizations you better saw when championship pfl uh, so I think they compensate you by making you a star and um, just making you famous in terms of mixed martial arts anyway. Um, so they released a statement um, regarding the reports out there about the UFC cutting its women's featherweight division. UFC officials say it's not true and that UFC president Dana White said Saturday about said on Saturday about the future of the, div- of the division still stands. So he says, so they say, but let's just wait and see um, what happens. Because again, this organization, and um, from what I can see, even as a novice from the outside, these fighters, I don't think they would lie. Because if they were saying something that was completely untrue, you know, the organization could turn around and sue them. So, um, because it's not just um, from an um, from a mixed martial, it's not just from from an MMA athlete uh, from an MMA athlete such as Megan Anderson that I've been hearing certain things about um, the um, UFC. Other fighters who are now retired, they've also been saying the same thing. They've even taken the UFC to court over certain things which they felt violated their rights and just things that they just weren't happy with. So I've got a good feeling that um, this girl's not, this lady's not lying and I've got a good feeling that those other fighters aren't lying either. Um, so, um, but again, let's wait and see what happens. I say, I say that she, um, I have a good feeling, <laughs> I say that she has a good um Fucking hell. I say that I have a good feeling that she uh, more than likely isn't lying. But, I'm not contradicting myself. Let's wait and see what happens. If this weight division for for the women, in for the female fighters in the UFC, if it's still going to be standing uh, in the next month or the next year. Let's see. <laughs> wait and see what happens. So, guys, that is it for another show, for another episode. Um... I really got to stop this bad habit of saying, um, hate it. So, I hope you enjoyed it. Please don't forget to leave a like and don't forget to subscribe if you uh, like my content. There's a lot of things for this podcast I'm working on. The intro music, the animation, the logo. Still trying to get my um, podcast onto Apple Podcasts. I'm saying that now for the upteenth time. I'm sure many people are just sick and tired of hearing it. I'm sick and tired of saying it. But uh, it's something which I'm going to sort out. I have to sort it out. Um, and uh, I'm sure it's something so simple and so easy to do. But for some reason, there's so much encryption for me to get around. But uh, if it means me having to ask for outside help to do it, then that's what I'll do. But one way or the other, I'm going to get my podcast onto the Apple Podcast directory. It's definitely going to happen. So, guys, you can also follow me on Instagram, iKojako1. Uh, and on Twitter, my name is iKojako. On Facebook, my name is iKojako as well. You can listen to the, these podcasts on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud, and soon Apple Podcasts. And I'm not sure. No, I think I've covered everything. So, yes, thank you. And thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. <laughs>